WBNE. Howdy, Oaks. This episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by the all-new WBNE.org. If you didn't know, WBNE is the network that this podcast is hosted on. It is a network of just amazing and fun shows uh, with awesome creative creators making them completely artist-owned, and we just work together to make our content better and better each week. Uh, It's a super fun time. If you like this show and want to hear others like it, head over to WBNE.org. Or if you have a podcast and we're thinking about joining a network, head over to WBNE.org and click on the Join WBNE button. We'd love to hear from you. Howdy, Yokes, and welcome back to Big and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today we're throwing off the chains of puritanical oppression. Or maybe we're just going out with the mascot. So become a social outcast. And so A's on dog, all over clothing. Because today we're bringing you Easy A. was directed by Will Gluck. It came out on 9-17-2010, which is about 10 years ago. Oh, whoa, whoa. Uh, I didn't do how many days ago? How a, many days ago was about 3,800 something. 17th? 2010 uh 3707 days ago i was so freaking close you were so freaking close uh was made on an eight million dollar world budget and uh made 75 million dollars worldwide uh i got an 85 percent critic rating and a 77 percent audience rating about tomatoes and a 72 on metacritic ethan tyler what's your negative review i've got a negative review here from uh, Rose McDermott of Hot Press. And Rose says, Stone is a delight. Stanley Tucci is seen stealing, seen stealing as her wisecracking father. And there are some fantastic one-liners. The overall plot is a mess of tired, cliched, stupid characters and confused messages about sexuality and acceptance. I would say it, it says cliches, but it doesn't. It says cliched. C-L-I-C-H-S. The website Rotten Tomatoes is dying. What do you mean? Like, every time I go to this website, it cannot process such a simple search. I think they're out of money, right? Because, like, they don't have any movies coming out. They don't have any revenue. Yeah, they've gotta be. Uh, so I'm trying to get a positive review, but just imagine a British per- person being like, Heidi ho, I thought this was a fantastic film. Easy A was a fantastic movie, innit? Isn't it? Isn't it great? Easy A. Isn't it great? My name's Benedict Cumberwobbles of the Sun Daily Times. <laughs> and I give ETA a free out of four. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you could read. Hello, Governor. I really like this movie. Emma Stone's quite a delight, isn't she? Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci. One of the greatest character actors ever to walk the face of the earth. Playing a, a white American father. My father will hear about this. Potter. Potter. Uh, That's a great have, plosive. I can do just, you there's read a spike. Potter. Potter. <laughs> uh, listener reviews. I've got one from Sarah here. It said that uh, she's from Baston. If I'm not mistaken. Is that that, Sarah? Uh, yeah, but she's not from Boston. But she's from New England, so. I parked my car, a good movie that I enjoy, but I don't go out of my way to watch it. I, I have a review from Eni, and I'm not going to do an accent, because that's horrible to our patrons. <laughs> and Eni says, I really wish Stanley Tucci was my dad. That's really horrible to her dad. Um, I mean, no. I think everybody's dad could learn a couple lessons from the fake parent put on by this movie. Dude, the fake parents in this movie are so good. They're so such... good. So good. If you're like, man... Teen movies always have the same boring parents. Wrong. They don't. They don't, though. Ever since this movie came out, there's they've been challenging the standard of teen movie parents. Okay. I don't... Hazel Grace didn't have, like, super cool parents. She had Laura f***ing Dern. Yeah. 
She had Laura Dern as a mother. Yeah. Also, do you re do you remember Love Simon? I do remember Love Simon. Do you remember Simon. Love Simon when Josh Jamal's like, <sighs> all those days at breakfast, football games, and us growing up together, and I just I never knew. I missed it. I never knew. I'm crying. That would get me right now. Stanley Tucci and uh, Glenn Close. Who plays the mom? In oh, I couldn't tell you to save my life. I Quick question: yep. What is the ultimate move to make your teen movie mom like a, a cut of, above the rest? Um, I mean, other than like the actual, like this is the move in the casting booth where they're like, well, wait a minute. What if we got blank? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Patricia Molly Clarkson. Ringwald. Molly, Molly Ringwald. Ringwald. From 60 Every time Candles? They put Molly, yeah. Every time they put Molly Ringwald in, it's like, oh man. Is she in this movie? No, she's not. Oh. But she's in a lot of these. She's the, one of the moms in the Kissing Booth series. Uh, I don't know. She's, a, she plays a mom. She's odd mom. She's Joy Green and odd mom out. Well, yeah. So she was the the teen movie actor, right? Like she was in the in the Brat Pack, in Sixteen Candles, in the Breakfast Club. Um, Pretty in Pink. For by peeps. all means, uh, actually, no. I need to. We need to do positive negative reviews. Uh, from or sorry, we need to do binaries and scores from us. I think you know what? I'm gonna go out on a limb here. You don't have to see this movie. It's a zero. I don't think I can. I so I'm not. I've never been a teenage girl, right? Uh, well, I mean, I haven't. I was a Mab, signed male at birth, and and have continued that till this day. Um, like I don't necessarily know that we're qualified to say whether or not this is a zero like i don't know here's because our 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 sexuality was accepted and almost celebrated in a way that it it was not for women of our age i do think that this came out in 2010 was one no girls i went to high school looked like emma stone um, oh she was an adult by then right they were all adults yeah uh -huh. no girls i went to high school with looked like amanda Bynes. um this was this is the closest we've gotten on this show to watching a movie that I felt matched what high school was like when I was in high school. Okay. This and maybe uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Right, because that's the thing, right? Is that like, the, the the trope is that, you know, guy sleeps with anybody, he's a hero. He's the stud, right? And right. It's, it's something for a girl to be ashamed of. Right. Um, I don't know. I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's a one. I feel like it's important. I feel like um, everybody should watch this movie and just try to take something away from it, even if it's just mind your f business yeah or some giggles right well that yeah i mean any movie that makes you giggle is, is a good thing in the world on a scale of zero to 100 though what do you what do you got here i've been thinking about this one a lot today okay i'm locked in i've got my score okay 81 i was gonna say 81 i actually was floating around i i was gonna go for an even number i was at 78 mm, and this then is 82. an odd number movie though it is an odd number movie <laughs> So I Glad was like, you had 81. that same vibe. <laughs> 81 feels 81 more feels right. right. Um I will say, and I'll save that for later, but that is uh considerably higher. Well, not considerably. It's higher than the audience rating. What is our audience score? Well, uh, the, that's for later. Oh, that's we don't for reveal later. that now. That's for later on. I will say I do want to point out one review that we got on Facebook. Hang on. Um, because not that I, I want to call this person out by any means, this one just really made me giggle because it, it just shows like how stuck some a lot of us most of us are on the high school grading scale uh it was hang on uh katie in the facebook group said i really try to like this movie but i just don't i'd say 60 out of 100 yeah that is a movie so that you don't like you could say 20 it's fine who are you who, like uh, it's it's so tough because you're not sitting there with a rubric like well it earned all these points but i still just didn't like it so it doesn't get the x factor score no it, it there's, doesn't have to be an x factor it's all x factor it, no it right? doesn't have to be the rubric right, it's, yeah, all it's all x factor it's all x factor it is whatever you feel about it give us so i, I just want to i want to challenge our listeners to 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 break away a little bit from the from the the 60 is a, is a hard fail you know i do think it would be interesting as like a project this so I don't know if we can like organize this. It can't be that hard to find somebody who teaches like 
like senior capstone film and have them watch Never Back Down. With Cam Gigande from this movie in it? With Cam Gigande. Oh, yes. Yes. The uh, the 22-year-old. The 22-year-old is still in high school is the kid from Never Back Down. Yeah. Yes. That's what I, why I was thinking about this movie today. Every time. Uh, to get like a, to, to get, have them review, like watch a movie that's not good with their rubric and see how it scores. Yeah. I would love that. I would love that. Be I would be very curious to see like. If what, you, hey, if you are a film professor or you are in a film class right now, have your either email us or have your film professor email us we would love to talk to somebody who like teaches film and specifically ask them to watch never back down <laughs> i mean that, it doesn't have to be never back because that movie sucks <laughs> like i love that movie that movie sucks i don't know that i would love that movie if no i, I haven't, it I haven't seen it since like 2010 um or whenever it came out i don't think it was 2010 i don't remember honestly uh, probably the worst movie jamin hansu's ever been in for sure i would pull it up on uh rotten tomatoes but i'm pretty sure it's broken cool anyway um Let's talk about EZA. Yeah, I was uh, gonna say I was making a point here, and then I forgot what point I was making to do the uh, the binary. Dang it! Go ahead. What talk about EZA? Tell me about this movie. So, it's following a trend of starting the year off with uh, teen films based on classic fiction, this mm. one is I've never read say. the Scarlet Letter, but this is far more of a derivative than the others we've done. Oh, uh, then like uh, 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 Ten Things I Hate She's About You. She's the man, and Ten yeah. Things I Hate About You. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, more this derivative for sure. Is derivative the right world? It, it stretches further from the source. Yeah, material. it's derivative. Yeah. Um, that being said, like, even if you read the trivia on here, the furthest it says about Scarlet Letter is just that it's mentioned a few times in the movie. Not like, not that it's based on it in any way, but it obviously is, right? Yeah. I mean, it is for sure. But it's like, it's based on it in a way that other things haven't. I mean, I guess... Uh, 10 Things I Hate About You was, right? Didn't they read the play in that? Am I misremembering? Do they read the play in 10 Things yeah. I Hate About You? Taming of the Shrew? Yeah. No. No? Okay. Because they like, they are reading in, in Thomas Hayden Church's English class, they are reading the Scarlet Letter. Right. I don't feel like they did a good enough job of like making it clear that she has this semester long project to read this book. No. Yeah. Not at all. It's just like, it just it, it just seems like she goes too hard with it, right? right? Like she lies about having sex with somebody and she doesn't want to get caught and doesn't know how to bail out of the lie. Right. Which we've all been here. We've all been there. Everybody's been there. What, lying about having sex with someone? No, just just oh. getting caught in a lie and not oh, yeah. being able to figure out how to bail out of it and just rolling with it. Something that that uh threw me threw me for uh like a loop was how important gossip was to these high schoolers. It is like a facet of high school that I genuinely forgot existed. But we definitely partook in. We 100% partook in. It is is inescapable, right? Like, news travels so fast and so inaccurately. Yes. And it was like, like just watching it was so fascinating to me. And she even calls that out a couple times. She's just like, I worry about the way that information is transmitted in this school. <laughs> and that was on like flip phones. Right. Like well, the cool ours kids. was on flip phones too, man. Like, I don't know if you remember. Oh, I, we were juniors when this came out. We didn't have iPhones. <laughs> they existed at this point, but we like that. Philip that was an Anderson interesting had view. an iPhone. That was it. Philip Anderson. He would. Had the OG iPhone. He was the only one. I wouldn't get an iPhone for another four years. Oh, I wouldn't get years. another iPhone for a long time. Time. I got an iPhone when we, when I was a junior. No, you had an iPhone when you were a sophomore because I got an iPhone then. No, I had an iPhone after you. That can't be real. Yeah, I had the 5S was my first one. You had the 5. Nice. Because I had a, I had had smartphones. I had my Galaxy S3 for like a year and a half when you got your iPhone 5 and you were like, I'm better than you in every way. I was. I was a mean person, okay? Uh, I remember because you were like, you were, you would, uh, we were driving down to Disney World and you were Snapchatting people and you were like, I have a front camera. I, you don't. I have a front camera and you don't. And I was like, I do. And you're like, well, I have a flash. <laughs> Good old times. My phone like died in like three hours because I was Snapchatting constantly on our drive to Disney. Because you had gotten the iPhone like three days prior. 
and didn't right. have a, didn't have a wallet car charger for it. Right. Uh, I'm getting a new iPhone on Friday. My uh, sixth, seventh, eighth one. I am not getting a new one. I'm going to stick with this one for a little while, mostly because I don't know how to talk to the people who bought it for me. Fair. And say, yeah. Can I get another one? <laughs> uh, I just upgrade every year. I'm on the upgrade every year plan. Did you know that Cam Gigandit is also in Twilight? Is he? Yes. I've uh, seen the first one once a long time ago. I uh, speaking I don't of think I've this seen... this soundtrack doesn't work. No, there's a multiple times in this film where I'm like that song doesn't make any sense there's, right here. I mean like like why is Natasha Bedingfield's Pocket Full of Sunshine in there? Why does she have like a like a singing card from Hallmark? It also shows up there at the beginning and then like it's her ringtone as a callback a few times, but like it's not It's not anything. It's not like at the end It's not if, like Lobster Todd gave her the card or if Lobster Todd at the end was playing Pocket Full of Sunshine. No, he's playing don't forget about me. I think this film's imperfect. I do. This I film should be so much worse than it is, though, right? Yes. Because it is so referential to all the 80s movies, especially, and um, and, and, and that is the sort of a thing that comes in halfway, that she it randomly is like, I want all the things from the 80s movies, and Lobster Todd is like, oh, okay, I can do that. I, I'm i Penn Badgley. He's, it's, it's Penn Badgley, right? And 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 nobody would possibly think that Penn Badgley was a loser. Dan was a loser. Who's Dan? His character in Gossip Girl. I haven't seen Gossip Girl. But, like, nobody goes to high school with a dude that looks like that, that steps out of the pool looking like that, and is like, man. And Woodchuck Todd. <laughs> right. Like I do think, so they, he would be the, the mascot. School. He'd be the mascot and they would be like, the mascot's really cool. Here's the thing. Because he's Here's perfect, the... right? She's like, she's like, say lovey. And he goes, lovey. Oh, I know. He's is perfect. that where we got that from? Yes. That's okay. where that comes from. Uh, I knew that I'd seen it before, so I'm not totally trash. Yeah, that's where that comes from. Uh, I've seen this movie so many times. This is a movie that is always on TV, and, like, my mom will put this on anytime it's on television, right? Like, because it comes on all the time, and she'll just be like, oh, look, Easy A's on. That's a, that's a movie to flick on. So I've seen, like, the middle, <laughs> middle third of this 50 times. I know that when this movie came out in 2010, the pocket full of sunshine gag was the funniest thing to ever happen in a film ever. What do you mean? I just remember it being, like, a huge thing. Like, like people will go on youtube and look up that scene and, like, what, just how is it, it a gag though i don't just that like her whole thing with the song like that whole little oh, montage yeah, yeah. of the her whole, like the whole pointless thing that she has with it right that was like a big deal when this film first came out because it's it is funny where she's like she opens the car and she's like i hate it and then opens it like 45 times and is like i got i got i i i i got it i got it and then she's I in got, the shower got, like screaming it and the card is like open in the corner <laughs> in the corner of the shower which is a ferris bueller thing god you remember those you remember those cards you remember those i remember when this first came out it was the worst <laughs> because somebody gets you a card and you would open it and it would just be like we wish you a merry christmas <laughs> no, no no i'd be like who let the dogs out no you're thinking of hit clips i am thinking of hit clips i'm usually thinking of hit clips have you listened uh this is a sidebar have you listened to the 99 pi about uh about who let the dogs out i have yeah 110 percent. yeah that like there is no source for this there is no it, it like it it is it is the original like shared meme the shared idea that, like came to several different people at one time right yeah i do i do yeah who let the, ba- with that who, story. Who the dogs out by the baja men uh was also like seven other songs yes tracing back to like like a high school and god knows where yeah it's like a high school football chant in like alabama yes um amanda this Bynes. movie is imperfect though this movie shouldn't work as well as it does it should be like this should be not another teen movie sex edition right like that's what this should be but right. it's not it's like a good teen rom-com this should be grandpa's never die you know like it's that like country song referential like 
like list making kind of thing, but it's not. It's Song for Another Time by Old Dominion. It just rips and nobody can understand why. There's so many Ferris Bueller references. There's so many everything references. She said she's never never had a day of practice in her life on the guitar. That's like just randomly thrown in there. That never comes back. Never comes back. Never took one lesson. Uh, Amanda Bynes said that in 2018 that she quit acting because she saw this movie um i would have done the same she was terrible she She was terrible she was bad but she wasn't like irredeemable i mean it's not like she was coming from even like a kid's show with like she was coming from the kids sketch comedy show and then the kids sketch comedy show that she hosted so this was like immediately after she had her breakdown i'm pretty sure i don't think so this is 2010 yeah she disappeared for a while did she i don't when did the amanda show end i don't know 2004 maybe when was she's the man uh i have no 2005 maybe you know what there's an easier way to do yeah, this we i'm can working look on up it. amanda Bynes. <laughs> 2006 she's the man came out and then hairspray and then she did a couple tv movies and then well they just made her look this. horrible in this movie they did she did not yeah she didn't look fantastic no yeah she's the man was 2006 i forgot she was in hairspray she really did quit acting damn she hasn't been in anything since then i know holy hell i did not know that yeah she said that she saw this movie and she was like yeah i know i'm done i did not know that the amanda show was on for three years from 1999 to 2002 that can't be real yeah but it can be though like i've seen every episode of the amanda show all of them there's only like 27 so right like that's what i'm saying it's like it's like all the jokes from spongebob come for the first three seasons but it's been on for like 20 years well and the other thing about the amanda show is three years from ages like seven to eleven or seven to ten is forever forever. yeah that's you and from like being a kid to being like a little kid or like a little kid to a kid to like it was on in 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 uh syndication and reruns for a long time like it was on forever it probably still is uh because i can think about drake bell being totally kyle totally Totally. one time i saw a spider and it was like grr and i was like grr and the spider was like grr totally Oh, man. They had that one sketch where they do like redneck knock-knock jokes. Yes, where uh, Amanda Vines like, knock, and knock, Who's Bell- there? Giant fish? Giant fish who? I'm gonna hit you in the head with a giant fish. <laughs> totally. And it was like the same set as Totally Yeah, it was God. absolutely what. Judge Trudy bringing in the dancing lobsters. Bring in the dancing lobsters. She really did quit acting. Man, I kind of feel bad for what I said. I didn't think yeah, you actually Amanda, meant it. I thought Amanda she meant Bynes, just like, oh, if you out a, there. I took a hiatus. Amanda Bynes, if you're out there, I'm sorry. I loved you in the Amanda show. And in Hairspray, and in She's uh, the Man. I haven't seen She's the Man, and I did not love Hairspray at all. Oh, I liked it's Hairspray. It's not good. It's not a good movie. Good morning, Baltimore. I'm going to be in the next Hairspray, and don't you dare say I can't, because John Travolta did it, so I can do it. I mean, it. yeah, go for it. John Travolta also did have a history of being in a musical, though. I'm going to be, who is it, Brittany Snow? Who played the girl? In Hairspray? Yeah. Couldn't tell you. Amanda Bynes. No, she's a girl's friend. Allison Stoner. Not Allison Stoner. Good guess, though. <laughs> Tara Reed. Tara Reid, there we go. It's like, um, um, hi. I have no range whatsoever. I do not miss the early 2000s at all. Well, this was not the early 2000s. No, I know what I was thinking about Tara Reid and just her whole whole thing. Uh, This is Nikki Blonsky. I I want to play Nikki Blonsky's Um, part. I do love Emma Stone, though. I'm a big Emma Stone fan. Uh, You know, I don't think I like Emma Stone as much as other people do. I really like Emma Stone. Uh, I've known this about you, that you're not not too hot on the stone. I I mean, like, she's a great actress. I don't want to take that away from her. I just don't watch Emma Stone and be like, wow, 
That's amazing. I don't know what it is. I, maybe... I see. I do every time, man. Like she's so charming in this movie. I just disagree. I don't think she ever really like gets comfortable as the character. I don't know anything about Olive. Is she like proud to be this like you know floozy, or is she not? I can't tell. I don't feel well, like we're really she, wrestling she with this it, throughout right? the whole like, thing. She wanted it until it went bad. I, but not really. Like there's the scene where Penn Badgley gets out of the pool, and then the other guy is like, "Here's a gift card to Target to say." that we got the second base. It's like, what is happening? Also, what she can't you... get out of the lie. She doesn't know how right. to get out of the lie. Right, because he'll just spread it anyway. Right. You know what movie I think uh, Emma... Emma Stone is fantastic in La La Land. Yes, but no. Uh, different project with Brian Gosling. Uh, I couldn't tell you. Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, it is a good movie. I like her yes. Birdman. Um, I like her as Gwen Stacy. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think she's great. I'm not. I don't want to take that away from her. I like her in Zombie Land. I'm a big fan of the Zombie Land movie. Meh. Um, Meh. I mean, go for it. Uh, I liked Meh. her in Superbad. She was in an episode of iCarly. I just want to share that with you. Okay. She hadn't done much recently. Oh, she was in the favorite. She won like an Oscar for that, I think, or was nominated for an Oscar for that. But she's been kind of quiet. And that the only Oscar she's won is for La La. She was nominated for an Oscar for The Favorite. Yes, and for Birdman. Was she? Yep. Huh. Crazy. That's a great movie. I know. Phenomenal. Um, so take me through your experience with, with Penn Badgley here. And well, not just with Penn Badgley, but with Easy A as a whole. I love Lobster Todd. I'll tell you that much. Uh, Woodchuck Todd, big fan of that character. Right. And I like the I like the soft reveal where like it was him that she wanted to have the kiss with. But now she's too good for that because he's Woodchuck Todd, right? Like he's gone and gotten himself ostracized first. He's the mascot at a school where it's not cool to be the mascot. I don't know. I think she's pretty open about her interest in, in Todd throughout the film. Yeah, but we find out later that it's 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 the kid, right? He's the kid. Oh, was that not... I, I put that together right away. Was that not supposed to be... I mean, no, it was not stated. Oh, I guess I just assumed that's who it was. He's listed in the credits as, like, the kid she almost kisses or whatever. Huh. Because um, um, he says it later on, and, and it's this moment where, you know, he was like, how could you forget your almost first kiss? So sweet. And it was like, he, said, he didn't he didn't want to. He wasn't ready, and she was just like, yeah, okay, cool. I'll tell you one thing in regards to the woodchuck and the blue devil. Woodchuck's a cool mascot, dude. It's original, for sure. Like, perfectly good replacement for Blue Devil. I can also tell you that if I was at a high school that changed their mascot while I was there, although the Knights was a great mascot, but if we changed our mascot while I was there, I would be the most spirited student ever. I'm all in on team name changes. Right. What a fun, excited, I get to be the first fan. Right. Like, it's so, it's you get so few chances to name things, right? And 75% right. of high schools are either the Eagles or the Tigers. Right. And now you get to be the woodchucks. You get to be the woodchucks. No offensive to the Christian's devil. Right. It's like, it, it's, it's, again, the Christian's running this school is a wild subplot that goes on. <laughs> We're like, they just get away with that. Right. They are, they are evil in this film. Oh, yeah. Outside. So the Christians being evil is definitely worth noting. One thing I thought was really interesting is uh, Olive's advanced vocabulary. Where like every few scenes, she'll just drop a word that's like, that's a SAT word. Well, yeah, cause again, she, she's the the cool narrator, right? Like you're supposed to side with her. And, and and her talking like that makes you feel like she's like, she gets it. She's got it going on. She read she understands, the Scarlet right? Letter. She read the Scarlet Letter. And she even tries to play it off. She's like, oh, why didn't everybody just read the, or watch the original movie like I did? Thomas Hayden Church is like, uh, you. You read the book. I know you did. She's like, I ain't read the book. I will tell you, the, I, I knew everything I needed to know about the Christian community at this church and this school. When Olive walks into the church and she's like, hi, is there a minister here? And the woman's like, excuse me, a minister? And she's like, <laughs> uh, like a priest, a, uh, you know, a, a reverend, 
a wizard. And she's like, it's a pastor and he's here. Like no, no church that you want to go to is like that. Oh, I know. You walk in and, the, and like, hey, can I see the, 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 the member of the clergy? They're like, yes, absolutely. He's right. Let's bring here. you to God. Not like, let's be, let's be rude about it. Let's Especially because she walks in there and he's wearing the collar and everything. Right. Like you got, we, you put the collar on, people call you reverend. Or priest. Yeah, or, or anything. You're, right. You're not, pastors wear Yeezys. <laughs> But this Fred Armisen character. I mean, it's Fred Armisen. It's going to be a Fred so Armisen funny. character, right? Like, yes. They're like, Fred Armisen, you're a priest. I think I feel like Fred Armisen just walked in and they were like, why are you here? He's like, I, I don't know. I heard there was a movie. Can I do something? <laughs> Can I be a priest? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I've got the priest costume in my car. <laughs> I, I've just, I just got off playing Obama on Saturday Night Live. He's so good. I love Fred Armisen. Talk about golden age my of God. SNL. It's golden age of everything he's on. Oh, I know. Because I hear that, that sound from, from Parks and Rec on TikTok every day the like where he comes in and plays the like venezuelan dictator that tries to take over pawnee <laughs> you are stealing right to jail playing music too loud jail you're charging too high prices for a sweaters glasses jail <laughs> it's just like fred orbison could do whatever he wants right like he played barack obama basically in blackface and everybody's like yeah okay well because he's not white he's not so... white no they did eventually get a black guy to play obama who does obama now oh it's uh, uh jay farrow like jay farrow yeah at least that's who it was. Who knows well, anymore? Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know that they do Obama very much in SNL anymore. Yeah, I know they're going to be doing Kamala a lot. I did love the one tweet I saw that was like, just take some time today to feel bad for Alec Baldwin. Man's out of a job. <laughs> oh, Yeah, man. Jim Carrey, my Rudolph. Which props on them bringing Jim Carrey out of, out of retirement. He killed it. To loser. <laughs> I'll tell you, if there's one thing our sitting president did that really humanized the role of president, it was watch Saturday Night Live and be super offended by it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Oh. And you know when they when Saturday morning they called the election, the SNL writers room had to be insane, right? Yeah. Because they threw out 400, why are we still waiting for Nevada jokes? Right. And, and they, they, were like, they were like, Jim Carrey. Jim, we need you. Get on a plane. Get now. wherever you're from. And he's like, okay. Smoking. <laughs> I love Jim Carrey so much. <laughs> Protect that man with your life. People people don't like Jim Carrey. This is a, a wild thing to me that there are people out there who are like, yeah, no, Jim Carrey's comedy just doesn't do it for me. Caitlin does not like Jim Carrey very much. That blows and we were talking about her, we were talking about Jim Carrey the other day uh, in reference to Joe Biden. She was like, you know, I'm not really crazy about his movies, but like, it seems like he really goes out of his way to try to make people laugh. And I really respect that. And, you know, we need to take better care of him than we did of Robin Williams. And I was like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Jim Carrey's come out before and been like, hey, I have mental illnesses. Like, I'm not doing so hot. I'm going to take some time off and we're going to need to be okay with that. And he's like, and everybody's like, yeah, okay. Let's, hey, Jim, let us know what you need. What do you, do you need Jeff Daniels? We can get you Jeff Daniels. <laughs> get you Jeff Daniels. We can make Dumb and Dumber 9. <laughs> you want Jeff Daniels? I, I know Jeff. He's busy being the president of the United States in a space movie right now. Again. What? No, I don't know what he's doing. It just seems like a Jeff Daniels oh, man. move. I'll tell you. The Newsroom was such a good show that got screwed so hard. Speaking of Jeff Daniels. Yeah, I'm just going to check on Jeff Daniels real quick. I love Jeff Daniels. You know, talk about an actor that he's got, he's got Underrated, range. for sure. Yeah. Forgotten about constantly. Have you seen The Squid and the Whale? Uh, Squid and the Whale is a great movie. It's got Jeff Daniels in it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, somebody's attached to it in some way, I think. It's like Wes Anderson, like, written, but not directed, or like, no, maybe not. It's a great cast. Oh yeah, produced by Wes Anderson. It's a great movie. It's Jeff Daniels with a beard. I mean, like, when you see Jeff Daniels 
McDaniels with the beard in a movie, you know it's going to be a good movie. That's true. It's like anytime Jeff Bridges is in a movie, especially Jeff Bridges with a beard, you're like, okay, this is, we got we got this. We we can do this together. Me and we'll Jeff Bridges have got this next two hours. I think next week we should do a space movie. Okay. Have you seen Star Wars? <laughs> Man. Yeah, I have. You want to get my hopes up and just shoot them back down. <laughs> No, we could do a space movie that's not Star Wars. Uh, what space movie are you thinking about with Jeff Daniels is what I'm really wondering. He's the president in The Martian. He is. We should do The Martian. Have we not done it? No, we haven't done it. Okay, well, the copy, the book is usually within arm's reach. Somehow right now it's not. So let me read it first and then we'll do the movie. Okay, so not next week then. Well, I'm a very slow reader. You have to be gentle. That's fine. I'm just, I'm, I'm just clarifying. I actually, you said Jeff Daniels and even though he's not Jeff Daniels, I was thinking about uh, Sam Rockwell, who is not Jeff Daniels in any way. We could do um, Moon, right? That's what it is. Not what I thought you were going to say, but yeah, we could do Moon. I really like Sam Rockwell. Moon's Maybe a great movie. we should just do movie. a Sam Rockwell film next week. Or this cool Joint Custody Sucks movie with Jeff Daniels and Laura Linney. Um, if we're going to do the Laura Linney movie, we have to do Love Actually. There's been we got to wait till December for Love Actually. There's been a cry for that. I know. I um, love but Love But that's what I'm saying. Is maybe we hold off on Laura Linney for another couple weeks. Oh, well, we can do Joan Jett two weeks in a row? Uh, I, hey. Listen, I, first of all, it was a cover of the Joan Jett song, which turns out is not a cover of, of the Who song that I thought it was. It is a, like, not parody, but it's, like, the same song with different lyrics, basically. Uh, but it is a cover of the Joan Jett song. A bad reputation exists in, in the soundtrack for, for Easy A, as well as uh, Shrek, which is not something I could have told you at all. I would not have known that it was in this film. Mostly because the soundtrack for this movie doesn't work. No, it doesn't, because every time there's music playing, I'm like, I don't understand why they chose this song at all. You know what movie has a great score, and I didn't realize it until today? What movie? So between finishing uh, watching Easy A and coming on to record the podcast, I, wa- I was, uh, Olivia really likes the dreamworks dreamworks illumination illumination grinch that uh, movie slaps yeah it's amazing every time i watch it is better and i watch it all the time i've seen it twice uh, and i'm very excited to watch it this year uh but the uh the score in that film if you listen to it you're like holy crap well that was what was missing from the carry grinch right was the music you're a mean one mr grinch i love the cumberbatch grinch i really the the illumination the animated grinch love it love it i don't think it's possible to make that story badly no i think that's why uh because like i'll say that like oh the jim carrey version is probably my least favorite of the three but like i still love i will still watch that movie over most things you can come to me in may and be like hey do you want to watch the jim carrey grinch and i'd be like yeah i mean yeah sure yeah i'm in yeah i'm in like maybe we give it one other thought first but yeah i like this movie movie a lot though i'm a i'm a big um big easy a fan it's a fun it's like an easy movie to watch it's short it is Um, short we're on a good kick right now yeah it's short it uh it lisa kudrow comes in halfway through to be a real jerk face i do think that that turn where Lisa Kudrow is all of a sudden like, I'm the villain. I'm like, okay. I do feel like there's there's something missing there. Yeah, like like there's 20 minutes of movie that we didn't get. Yeah, where we develop the character of uh, the dude from Never Back Down. Right, at and all. Twilight. Right, where he has a line other than being 22 years old. And having like, chlamydia. And having chlamydia. Like, that's his, like, introduction in the film. And to me, that's like, oh, well, I mean, okay. Right, and, like, Thomas Hayden Church had been married this whole time, and, like, his marriage isn't going well, his wife's cheating on him. Thomas Hayden Church is supposed to be the Paul Rudd of this film. And I, I kept think waiting he... for Paul Rudd to come in, actually. Legitimately, I just, He never I delivers. I like I, I like this character, though. I, I enjoy Thomas Hayden Church in this movie. I don't know. I feel like he just needed to smile, like, twice, and I would have been like, okay, I'm with it. Right, because you 
have to have, I mean, that's the caveat of the teen movie, right? Is you have to have relatable English teacher. Right. That teaches you about being a person and not about a book. Right. And he does that. I mean, she, he, he uh, is the only one that like questions Olive at all, other than her parents. And even they're like supportive to a fault. Until a point, yeah. Well, like. Until they're finally I, I, like, hey, I'll, hey, sweetheart, this has to stop. Right. I, she's I like, like, oh, I, I know. I, I'm aware. <laughs> it's getting bad. It's, it's getting, getting bad. bad. Rhiannon is a character in this film. Uh, I don't know who that is. I don't know why she's here. She's Olive's best friend. I mean, kind of for like two scenes. Well, she's know, a, some she's stuff the thing that it. Olive is compared against, right? Because she was she was the, the the town slut or whatever until Olive actually pretended to have sex with somebody until it got out that Olive had sex with somebody, and then Rhiannon was like, "Oh, I'm jealous." I wanted that attention. Right. That's what it all comes down to is like Olive's getting the attention. Olive likes the attention. Uh, and Rhiannon's not getting the attention. Nobody else is getting the attention. Um, Jesus girl can't stand it because she loves Jesus. And um, everybody's just mad at like, Everybody's mad at her. It never goes well, right? Like people that get attention for the wrong reasons, it never ends up going well for them. That's the crux of these movies. Yeah. And it doesn't go well for Olive. I mean, she gets compl- She has no friends left, right? Like even, even Brandon runs off with some big hulking black guy. Oh, I thought that was a great reference to Huck Finn. <laughs> Yeah. That was so when funny. It, when at first she's like, nobody does this. Nobody skips town with some big hulking black guy. And then the girl comes up and is like, did you hear about Brandon? He, he left a note to his mom and he skipped town with some big hulking black guy. And she's like, my apologies to Mark Twain. And the girl comes back and is like, did you say something? <laughs> I said something. She's like, so no, I thought you, maybe said you said something. <laughs> she's like, I, you said something. You're, you're funny. Call me. Those interactions kill me. That was a great moment. There's some good, like there's some bad writing here and there's some really good writing here. This was like almost a really good movie. Like almost like a, like a, like a great. Like one of the greats, you know, like yeah. almost a perks of being a wallflower. I do think it does tackle uh, a very important scene where the one guy's like, here's $200 to Home Depot. And this is where it like it really boils over. And it's like, here's right. $200 to Home Depot for you to real life have sex. To with real me. life have sex with me. And then she's like, no. And he's like, but yeah, but but sweet. You're, you're a slut, though. And he's she's like, but I'm not actually right. But that's not real. That's all a lie. Right. And he gets mad because that's what men do, apparently. Well, no, I think uh, that's probably how an 18-year-old boy would react. Boys are stupid. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Boys are the um, worst. Yeah, 18-year-old dudes, 16, 18-year-old dudes suck yeah. very hard. Yeah. Not my uh, not my favorite demo. No, I didn't I didn't like being that age that much, and I don't like looking back on me being that age that much. So, here's one thing I don't get. I know that it's a movie and like and in movies anything can happen. You can't just wear lingerie to school. Right? You can't just wear lingerie to school. No. No. Like I, I'm, I'm with it, right? The boys shouldn't just get distracted because you're wearing thin straps or your shirt, your shorts are a little short. You you're can't wearing wear just shirt. a corset, though. Right? Yeah, you can, that, that can't possibly be allowed. That I mean, that would that would that would be distracting to everybody, right? Right. To everybody. Like if a girl walks in wearing a, a corset, even the other girls in the class would be like, because all, all the other girls would be like, "Wow, hang on, that's that can't be real." Yeah, they'd either be like, "Oh, that person," or they'd be like, "Ah, oh, queen." Yes. I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm fully willing to be wrong about this, but that to me seems... Yeah, you can't wear a corset to school. You just can't. That, yeah, that seems right? to be a like, step too like, far. It, it, and I, obviously I don't want to police your body, but if you're 17, well, you can't where, wear a corset to school. Where was Principal Malcolm McDowell through all this when she's wearing the corsets and stuff to school? He was like, you can't say twat. I will kill you if you say twat again. I will actually murder you. you I can you will you die. You yeah. will not survive. Right. 
Uh, the the girl, the Rhiannon is Allie from Allie and AJ. Ah, that's who that is. I knew I recognized her from something. It took too long. It took too long. It took too long for you to yeah, call back. Third mom. I would. Can't, are I you on words. third mom TikTok? What? No. Are you on third mom? TikTok? I'm, I have just have that sound all over the place. Oh, <laughs> what is third mom TikTok? There's like a video with that sound where it's just like oh moms, the old women. Yeah, Ugh. like really poorly limp syncing and like TikTok has just fallen in love with third mom. I have not paid reason. attention to that. <laughs> no, I don't think I'm it's in on, like a. Uh, I'm not on straight TikTok. Oh, I, I don't think this is straight TikTok. It's not like third mom in like a weird sexual way. It's like... Right. No, I get that. But like, I don't know who Charlie D'Amelio is. Oh, yeah. Charlie never shows up on my feed. Never. No, I don't know who any of the like actual celebrities are. Like, I have Call Me Chris and she has 10 million followers and that's it. Call Me Chris. It, I would die for Call Me Chris. Yeah, absolutely. Call Me Chris is Canadian. Gets to be Canadian. Gets to live in Vancouver. Yeah. Incredible. Just the luck, right? <laughs> I love how uh, she comments that she would have made better signs regarding her being a slut yeah well because she's got to have something snarky to say to all of it right like because because she gets the benefit of having a whole group of people writing her her lines like that's that's really the thing behind it is like everybody who was making the script was like what would i say if i had unlimited time to think about my comeback right which she does you know and that's that's the thing is like olive gets to be written better than everybody else in this movie because it's a movie right because that's how movies work right like nobody actually has to think of a comeback fewer people would be actors if 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 acting was like okay now so-and-so is going to say something to you and you have to respond i think i would be good at that Maybe. So she goes into the confession booth in the Catholic church and there's nobody in the other booth. That's like part of confession, right? Like that's like a totally normal version of confession. Uh, yeah. Theoretically. I mean, you're supposed to confess your sins to a person. I just remember when I was a kid growing up, uh, John always told me that like you could confess to a person or to the wall. Well, John and, and I went to a uh, fairly progressive church compared to most of the Catholic churches, especially in the South. Are they in the South here? They're in like Texas or something. I don't, they're in California. California, you're right. They're yeah. in like Ojai Valley. It's like money, California. Yeah. Those high school parties. like her dad smoked weed where, just yes. at the table. They adopted there's, a black child and then made a whole, that was, that's such a funny scene when the kid's like, I'm adopted and Stanley too. She's like, what? Who told you? So that's going to do this as a up, family. That scene when I was growing up wasn't like a joke. Like when I first saw that movie, I genuinely thought that they were like surprised that he knew he was adopted. But watching it this time around, I was like, oh no, he's just a playful dad. Right. And their kids are smart. Right. So that took a little magic away from me, but now it's back because he's a playful dad. And I like to be a playful dad. He's a great dad. They're great parents. Um, you know, maybe don't smoke weed at the dinner table, but I don't think he does smoke weed at the dinner table. I think he's playing. I think he pulls out like a uh like a green bean. Oh, was that it? Yeah. Oh. Okay, I missed that. So there's several air quote lessons to take away from this movie, right? Like at the top, you have this whole thing of like, let's talk about sexuality with people and let's have these conversations and let's not repress it completely to the point where people feel like they need to hide things. And then you get the crazy like church hierarchy of your school that happens. Right. But even further than that, it's like, doesn't need to be anybody else's business, right? Like Olive's, who Olive chooses to have sex with is between her and the person she has sex with and people she chooses to tell. Right. And it's also like definitely not, the responsibility of the Christians at the school to spread that information. Or to punish her for it in any way. Right, like... Now, I, I can remember, I, we, you and I have both been this person at different points in our lives um, that is like, you know, shaming other people for the decisions they make vis-a-vis uh, -vis Christianity. We're both wrong about that. Um, you know, it is not up to us to judge at all as humans in right. the Christian faith. It's not our job at right. all. <laughs> no, it's our job to love our neighbors. It's our job ourself. to love our neighbors and 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 to help them uh, feel that love, right? Like, that's, that's the whole thing. And that's so many people have forgotten that recently. That's a whole different topic, though. But it's, it's, it's like the most frustrating thing about it is that the Christians are the ones spreading it. Like, even if you are of the camp that like, it is your duty to rebuke this and help them find 
redemption and forgiveness, which I don't necessarily think is the path. I'm not sure exactly how to word that. But even if that is like your approach, the answer still is not tell the whole school. Tell the whole school. It's have a conversation with that person and say like, hey, um, I don't know. I don't know what I would say because I'm an adult. Right. Right. And And like none of my business. It's none of my business. And we're adults. And most of my friends are like in long-term relationships or married and they're just like allowed to have sex. Right. And even if they're well, not long-term <laughs> relationships or married, they're just like allowed to have sex and it's up right. to them. They they can make their own decisions at this point. It's their body. Right. Like, like I, it's not my responsibility to tell anybody else what Christ thinks about their body at this point. Uh, uh, I don't, I don't have children. It's not my responsibility to tell my children until I do have children. And it's not my responsibility to tell any other sentient breathing person. Right. It's, it's nobody's business, but your own. But your own. Right. And like, if you want to tell your friends, you, you should be able to, right. And your friends. Rhiannon shouldn't tell anybody, right? That's how this all starts. It's like Rhiannon shouldn't tell anybody. Olive's Rhiannon's like, hey, a, a bad friend. Rhiannon's a bad friend, yeah. And Rhiannon realizes that. Um, but she isn't the one that tells anybody. It's it's Amanda Bynes listening in the bathroom. But when she goes back to Rhiannon and is like, hey, it's not true, and she's like, okay, whatever, sex fiend. That's when it's like, oh, you're a bad friend, right? You're just jealous, right? Like I need you and to. That's, that's believe tough. Me. Like jealousy's a hard thing. Um, it works its way into almost all relationships at some point. Always, it sucks. This is it does, and this is where I actually want to say like. Rhiannon's not necessarily a bad friend. I think a lot of times we hold our friends and loved ones to an unreasonable standard. Oh, for and sure. Yeah. Like she makes a mistake and I think she recognizes that later in the film. Or maybe she doesn't, but we can assume after the story's over that she recognizes that. But it's the same as like the freaking Ron Weasley thing where it's like he gets jealous that Harry gets his name pulled out of the Goblet of Fire. That doesn't make everything that happened in one through three worth right, nothing he gets and jealous five a through times. seven right but so, so, does, like, so does harry harry gets jealous of other people harry gets jealous of ron for having a family and ron gets jealous of harry for having uh money, money because for some reason f- money needed to exist in that universe uh still don't really understand that one you have magic but like still have to have a way to make better and worse people right like societally it's, the weird thing about the money in the potter universe is that like ron's family shouldn't be poor they're just bad with money like they I mean, win no, they the lottery have seven kids and 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 one job and well and then they win the lottery and instead of spending it on school books and their kids or fixing their house they take a trip to egypt well because they're not that poor right like they have school books they have stuff their house works they're yeah, not i guess so the house does get burned down that one time though th- that is true um i don't I mean go on a vacation like it also seemed like they didn't win enough money to really like do like anything. 700 galleons right i don't know i mean it, who am i to tell the wizards how to spend their money in an economy i have no comprehension of 700 galleons is like uh 700 like, wands is it a wand seven galleons a wand is one galleon no yeah wand is seven one galleon on his wand Se- wand is seven galleons really i'm pretty sure yeah i can't be right i don't know the money doesn't make any sense um but literally it's just a it is it is a reason to keep ron down uh whatever go on a vacation <laughs> Do whatever. Don't let anybody else make you feel bad for how you spend your money. It's ultimately up to you. You're going to make bad decisions. You're not Mark Cuban. It's fine. You'll figure it out. Everybody figures that eventually. Yeah. Uh, hopefully things will get a little bit easier to figure out here in the next couple months. Man, that would be nice. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's just like, and this is the big thing you got to take away from this movie, right? Like if your friend, if you're 16 right now, right? If you're 16 right now and your friend comes to you and says, hey, I had sex with somebody. You don't tell a soul. Right. It's not your job. Now, if that friend is putting themselves in danger, if that friend is or like. if it wasn't sex, if it was. If it, was, if it wasn't consensual. Like uh, right. 
or if it was uh, statutory, if that person is 25 and they are 16, uh, yeah, say something. Could call the authorities of some kind. Right. Um, use your better judgment, but like, it's not your job to tell anybody, right? It's not your job to spread rumors. It's not your job to uh, judge that person. That person is coming to you because they uh, care about you, right? They trust you. And they may not want to tell their parents, not feel like they could tell their parents or tell their siblings or tell other friends. And like, you need to be there for that person because it's a big deal, the f- especially the first time for everybody. It doesn't matter what age you are. It is a big deal the first time for everybody. Yes, it is a big deal and you will never forget it. No, you won't. Yeah. We're not going to share those stories. No, though. no, God. we're not sharing those stories. <laughs> no, uh, no, that's bacon and eggs after dark, which will never happen ever, <laughs> ever, ever. Um, And like, again, it works two straight white dudes uh, talking about a movie in which there are only heterosexual relationships. No, it's not only heterosexual relationships. No, I um, did feel like this movie was kind of a slap in the face to the to the LGBT community where it was like, oh, darn, straight white girl has to deal with the fact that people think she has sex. What about right? The and they made the, they made the gay guy kind of a dick about it too. Right. And what about the people who are like persecuted for who they love and uh-huh. who they have sex with? And like, I'm I'm totally with that take. And, and it was 2010, and they were like, well, Brandon ends up happy, so you know, whatever. Right. This was progressive um, for the time. That this was this was what seven eight years before Love Simon. Yeah. It's amazing how far we've come. It's amazing how far we've come for sure. Um, for sure. But we're not there. We're not all the way there. Um, but we are two. Yeah, we are two straight white dudes talking about uh, what we know about this stuff. And by no means is our experience the entire story. Uh, there's or the only experience or the only experience. Yeah, yeah. Like at, at all. Um, you know, neither of us have ever been uh with with a person of of the opposite. Not not opposite. We've only been with people of the opposite side. Um, neither of us has ever been involved in an LGBTQ relationship. Correct. But that I mean, this film then speaks to our experience. Correct. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying is like this film and our experience is not the only experience. And like there are so many different and acceptable ways to love than there were in 2010. Yes. And in, in 2010, it should have been acceptable. And I wish that it was more acceptable, but I can't go back in time and, and fix it. No. Yeah, for sure. Um, this was a very accurate portrayal of how high school was in 2010. Yeah. There were no Zoom calls. There were no iPhones. No. I will say that like this, this instance didn't happen though. What were like one person had sex and the whole school cared? Right. I think our high school was a step behalf, step past one person having sex. For sure. But like, you know, a, a lot of people were in heterosexual relationships and like just nobody asked, right? I think it came up. I think it, it came was up still between like... friend groups for sure, but it wasn't right. like I was never like, man, I wonder if the tight end on the football team and his girlfriend are having sex. I'm going to go find out. And then I'm going to tell And then I'm going to tell everyone. the whole school. Nope. I just don't right? care. It's just like, I just don't care, right? It doesn't matter to me. In my social status, I just assumed everyone else was. That it definitely seemed like that sometimes <laughs> our school is definitely a step past this uh but like but we like, did have like maybe not this exact experience but i don't know this was this was fairly accurate to to our high school experience uh the good english teacher the the god i miss peter matheson the pep rallies the, every day i miss peter matheson <laughs> he's out there lifting weights at a fire station yeah, right now not listening to bacon and eggs <laughs> Not listening to Bacon and Eggs, not reading the Scarlet Letter He would Letter be again. alarmed at how many times we've mentioned his name during the <laughs> life of this show. The impact that man had on us. He wasn't even the only good English teacher. I, I they have were only, all good. I have only had good English teachers. Yeah. In in high school, in college, I have only ever had, like, challenge my level of thinking English teachers. I just love the way books teach you things, man. I, I really like books. Books the are whole great. concept of books. I will say my big problem with books is that almost all the books that are the length that I want them to be are like sex books and i don't like those books you like really short books i like short novels and uh yeah nope 
You could read classics. I could read classics, but I like them to be written in a more modern language. I, I find with classics, I'm always surprised at how modern the language reads. Yeah. Uh, like you read The Great Gatsby out- and like you can 100%. We still talk like that for the most part. Right. And it blows my mind because I think what messes with my brain is that in high school, I had just only ever read Harry Potter. Well, and in so high school, were like, we were told that it was weird, right? Like they would right. dial down on the differences in the language. Right. And they'd be like, Let's see here, uh, Nick, uh, Gatsby calls Nick old sport. And like never <laughs> once was I like, okay, that's jarring. I was like, it's a nickname, right? That's what you call like, that's what That was dude in 1920. Right. <laughs> right. Like it never. That's dude now. <laughs> yeah. So it, that is definitely, The Great Gatsby is one of those, those books that the language has uh, had a renaissance. <laughs> yes. For sure. Where people read that in high school were just like, this slaps. <laughs> <laughs> I do think the high school books, for the most part, I don't, I, I, I've made the mistake in this podcast probably before of making like the sweeping generalization that all high school books are good and worthwhile. I think some of them are pretty garbage and we just keep reading them. For sure. I will tell but you, if I you can d- go back in your, if you can find uh, in your documents or in your backpacks or whatever, if you still have that crap or your, or your, your file that you put on external hard drive from your high school laptop, uh, if you can find the summer reading list that you were given in like English class, those are all really good books. Yeah. Go read like like Animal Farm and you know Catch Twenty Two and and books that no high schooler should be reading, but it's so important for high schoolers to read because oh, if they didn't, dude, that's the way to do it. Go to your go to your high school and find their banned books list, right? Like books that can't be taught in schools. Just read all of them. Yeah, they got something to say that, especially and if you live in the South, they got something to say that somebody don't want you to hear, and you need to hear, and you need to hear, right? So I was talking recently to like um about the about the generations, right? About the difference between millennials and Gen Z. Yeah. And like how I remember Harry Potter coming out and I remember the Catholic Church being like, if you read Harry Potter, you're going to hell. Yeah. And then I remember dressing as a Harry Potter character to go to the Catholic Church Halloween party. And go to hell. No, like, because that was acceptable then. They they came around on both Harry Potter and Halloween approximately the same time. And like, I remember the invention of Trunk or Treat. Oh, yeah. And I was talking to, to one of our... Uh, uh, friends who's in their early uh, early college years and she was just like yeah that the, all of that was just established by the time I came up that's wild right to me. like like we just always shrunk or treated right like it was always the thing we always liked Harry Potter it was fine with the church like it's whatever yeah no that's not how it was the thought of anything now being like not fine with the church to me is like mm, you just don't get that kind of authority over right over entertainment like I can't imagine something coming out although like all the things I'm thinking of are things that the church has come around on like Harry Potter and Dungeons and dragons and halloween but like what does the church still be like whoa nelly i guess homosexuals but like i don't agree with the church there and we're just not gonna see eye to eye on that one right like i grew up and this is the weird thing is i grew up in a catholic church it was like we like homosexuals but we're not really allowed to they would just they would just be like yeah and i went and i didn't really get it till later on and i was like one of the kids that was just like yeah homosexuals are bad because it says so in the bible leviticus and whatever like i was actively being taught by the adults in my life that like yeah this is totally okay we're we're working on it we're working on it okay like this is good there's gonna have to be some changes from the top but we're working on it and i just wasn't listening we were dumb oh, when yeah. we were young. Uh, kids and are that's dumb. not an excuse. Kids are dumb. Um, all of them. Not not an excuse. No. But is the truth. Is the truth. Yeah. I mean, but it is an excuse though, right? Like it doesn't make it better, but it, it is all you got. Yeah. Like everybody's gonna, you could be the most woke person in the world. You're still getting something wrong. I promise you. Just because like we're, we're striving for an ideal that doesn't exist. And never will. Like there is no verdant plateau of acceptance and understanding. Well, that was the thing is like the way that Gen Z has had to deal with social changes and like fighting for social changes is like the way that we dealt with dial up internet, right? Slowly at first and then all at once. No, no. 
no, just like it has changed over their lifetime in a way that other things haven't. Like that's their big, like we had technology and they have social justice, right? Right. Like technology hasn't changed that much in 10 years. Not as much as it did in the previous 20 years. Right. Like in 1990, in 1990, there weren't cell phones or they were, but they were like, they were the size of, of huge, like, you know. They were the full-sized phones that you carried in your briefcase. And then in, 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 in 20 years, we went to, from that to iPhones and broadband internet and Wi-Fi everywhere. And now, if I go to a place that doesn't have an LTE connection, right. I'm on the moon. <laughs> and now you go from, you, you've gone from iPhone to iPhone 10. Right. Which is fine. Like, that's a big leap forward, but it is like, it is still, the, it is an advancement in the same technology as opposed to like, you know, I don't remember CDs being invented, but I remember them going out of style. I remember cassettes being discontinued. I remember DVDs being invented. I remember Blu-rays being invented. I remember Blu-rays winning the technology war. Yeah. And then dying imagine? out again. I, I remember, remember my first MP3 player. I remember when we used to have to go to walmart.com to download music because it was 88 cents instead of 99 cents from itunes and you had to burn that download downloaded music onto a cd which you'd used with a cd burner which was a separate piece of technology that plugged into your computer and you then played that cd on your portable cd player that you put in your backpack and listened to with over-the-ear headphones because earbuds hadn't been invented do you remember your first usb cable I remember my first USB cable. Yeah, I remember the invention of USB cables and then USB mini and then USB micro. And now USB C. C the best connector that the that the sure uh MV7 doesn't use. Why would it? Why 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 need it? The crazy thing is about it is I and I, I know I told you this, but I am still raging about this. The cable that it comes with is is USB micro to USB C on the other end. So it plugs into the computer at USB C. It plugs into the computer at USB C, but not the microphone. I couldn't plug that into my current tower. I could. I don't have a USB port. I do. I could do it on my laptop. Any of my laptops. I've got, like got USB-C on my tower. One of them. One of them. I'm ready to upgrade my tower. I'm ready to replace it. <laughs> my tower uh, needs upgrading and some level, either replacing or I need to fix it. She's chugging. She has not liked the work I've been doing with this with these podcasts for the past three and some change years. It's just, you know, I think it's t- I mean, like three and a half years is a long time for a tower. Th- like It's a long time for a tower. It's also like I go through like just, you know, 90 to 120 gigabytes of data a week, just like on and off that drive, downloaded off the drive, downloaded, worked with, edited off the drive, like a week. That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. When I do it, like I've said this before, when I do a, 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 an Audacity file for late to the party, the temporary file on that is like a, a hundred gigabytes. Really? Yeah. What are you exporting it as? No, that's just or, like when when you put everything together, that's what it creates. Oh, dang. because of the way Audacity like stacks stuff. That's a big file. I can't keep that much free space on the drive. Like the the, the solid state drive I have is only 125 gigabytes. Oh, you got to upgrade that. I do have to upgrade that. That's the problem. But and like Windows takes up 35 of that, right? Like right. So I have to like I will go import all of Jordan's audio and then like save it and then dump those files off the drive onto an external and then like import my file and then do the same. It takes forever. Not as long as it used to before I had a solid state drive and was doing bacon and eggs and the truncated silence took three hours this is this is i mean the bad doesn't days take that long on mine yeah what i don't have a solid state drive i have a hdd it used to take that long on yours i don't know what has changed something about the way it does it but it used to take that long on yours i remember you would send me when you were first editing bacon and eggs you would send me like well four hours left on this process <laughs> yeah like exporting takes an hour cool the old days man i'm getting started that's a little uh back back door view into what it takes that's to, even to i mean and that's a, that's a, a back door view into what technology has changed in the last three years uh i bought that solid state drive around this time no not around this time probably january of 2018 when i first took over editing the podcast i bought it for like a hundred dollars it was 125 gigabyte uh solid state drive a hundred dollars will buy you like over a terabyte now yeah <laughs> and it's been almost three years that's why i always see people like technology there's, there's a technology that that keeps advancing and i'm ready for it to plateau 
and that is charger banks. How do you mean? I want there to be like the perfect charger bank. That's not like 150 pounds, but they all are because it's just a battery. I'm pretty happy with mine. Do you use one? Yeah. I have a bunch of them because they're always like a promotional item so that I have a bunch of crappy ones. I've got a Mophie juice box that I paid uh, $83 for. Nice. And it's got it's got USB-C and two USB-B or USB-A plugs. Look at that. Um, It'll charge my phone like 15 times. 15? Yeah. I think my best one does like six. Uh, it, It's not as good with the uh, with the new battery on the pros, the Pro Maxes. Uh, it does, yeah, probably six or seven. Uh, it'll charge my Apple Watch um a hundred times basically you still doing the apple watch huh yeah every now and then uh it'll charge my beats pretty quick not my beats my uh my bows pretty quick um i can like i can run a camera off of it can you so my question can you fly with those yeah because they always say like if you have battery packs you have to take them out or something you can't then, uh you can't check them oh you can't check them. you can't check them no they, it will explode why will it explode it's the the uh the cold oh. will blow it up. oh my god i would so mess that up probably not i don't think it's I'd a guarantee it right. i mean there would be more but like if you if you try to check the bag with the battery pack in it, they will uh, either decline it if it's one of the ones where you like see it go through or they will just throw it out. Throw the bag out? No, throw the battery out. Oh, that's rude. But what are they going to do? Come find you? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, uh, when you fly domestically or or when you're leaving uh, India, you have to check your bag like before you check it. If you go through line and like scan it and it goes through a scanner and tells you if there's anything wrong with it and then you get the opportunity to rectify that before you check it in. Oh, that's nice. I have to imagine it's like that in other countries too that uh, have better laws than we do about traveling you know there was a terrorist attack that was done with a plane yeah but you still have to sign your name on your credit card when you like get a meal here yeah yeah they don't do that anywhere else in the world i mean do you actually sign your name on your credit card no 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 like you have to like you have to like sign the receipt like they take your card away and they bring it back and they give you a receipt and you have to sign the receipt do they not do that other places no no, they come to your table with a uh, chip machine and you put your car, your chip card in, you put your pin in, even for your credit cards. And then they, and then it's, it's, they, you, they never take your card. Huh. People come to other people, our, our UK listeners, especially you're sitting there going, yeah, bloody f***ing right, right? Yeah, well, it's all it is. It's all it is. Take the card, isn't it? So I like Easy A. I'm, I'm a fan of this movie. Like this is a uh, this is a good one. This is an easy movie to watch and get into. It doesn't ask a lot of you. Uh, it's pretty watchable. It doesn't really have any glaring flaws. I would say it's got some some good actors in some good roles and some some pretty fun characters and some bad actors in some bad roles like Amanda Bynes. Yeah, Penn Badgley just playing exactly the same character he always plays in everything in this. Nobody looks like a high schooler even a little bit. No, no, no. Penn Badgley We've looks like he's about 25. They've definitely gotten yeah. better about that. Yeah for sure that's why ben platt playing dear evan hansen in the dear evan hansen movie is a bad move yeah he's like I agree he's like 29 yeah, he looks like an old man <laughs> looks like a grown-up and he's playing a 17 year old with a cast on with his a cast arm. On people his don't arm. have casts like on stage it's whatever like on stage i get it you know you kind of need somebody that is like an adult and can have a job and can like make eight performances a week well and also like people aren't on stage with him like it's it's his body that's acting not like his face oh yeah right <laughs> I thought you meant that Evan Hansen is always on stage by himself. Yeah, and I, was he, like, I no. don't think he is. You don't know about the gimmick of this show? You Will Be Found would be a wild thing to pull <laughs> off with just Evan Hansen on the stage. Yeah, it would. It'd be like, well, there's a lot of voices. There's a lot of He's video a screens. <laughs> 
Really, you're not supposed to really pre-record stuff on Broadway. That's kind of the point. They pre-recorded uh, Anderson Cooper for How to Succeed. Pre-recorded Anderson Cooper for Dear Evan Hansen, I think. Is he in Dear Evan Hansen? Who's the, vo- who's the, who's the, the, the newscaster in You Will Be Found? Oh, oh, yeah. I think you're right. I, I think don't it's know Anderson if it's, Cooper. If, man, if I was Anderson Cooper, I'd be all Dear about Mater. it. I'd be like... I'm so jealous that you get to see it with Daniel Radcliffe. It's so good. That's like, that is incredible, just to this day. I know everybody hates celebrity casts on Broadway, but I love them. I'm always a fan. They, 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 we have to normalize Broadway people being celebrities. Therefore, in order to do that, we must normalize celebrities being Broadway I people. tried really hard to get tickets to see Brendan Urie and Kiki Boots. It got very expensive very fast. I believe it. I saw Brendan Urie in whatever boots he normally wears on stage. As did I. I was there with you. Yeah. It's awesome. Please don't stab yourself in the neck. You're stressing me out, man. Hey, Kayla and Sarah, we're having fun with knives over here. Who's Sarah? Uh, Kayla... This is Sarah Castile. Costello? Costello? From, uh, uh... Oh, 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 I thought you were talking to Kate, like, no. your Kate. And I was like, who is Sarah? Kayla. Kayla and Sarah. Yeah. From, uh, sounds fake, but okay. Also, that's a throwback to early bacon and eggs, where I would just, like... Play with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> I love that they, they sent us that, tag, that tweet that was like, I hope you're having fun with knives. And I had just rele- received my copy of Getting Into Knives, the new album by the Mountain Goats that came with a patch, <laughs> like an iron-on patch that said, I'm getting into knives. <laughs> uh, it's right here, actually. It's on my desk. It says, yeah, I- I'm getting into knives. That's a great patch. If you want to listen to a good album, uh, my personal album of the year, it's Getting Into Knives by the Mountain Goats. Well, I will check it out. Uh, listen, I think it's about rap time. I think it's about rap time. Okay, so, so, we've got an audience score for this movie of 77. Do, do, do. That was actually pretty close to what I was going to say, but not what I said. Uh, let's see. I need this window. I will say most of our reviews were in the high 70s. And there was a few hundreds. There's a few people. Uh, Haley noted there was one, that this was... Yeah, Haley Hansen gave it 100. That was 100. Well, that's more than zero. Is it's more than zero. It's more than I think any of the Lord of the Rings movies got. No, I really don't no. think any. I think everybody's too afraid to say hundred on those. Can't be. Uh, so let me let me pull up everything so that I, I can know, get you a and final I know score. It does feel like a night out with no one sizing you? I've never been so surreptitious. So, 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 so of course, course we'll be distracted. Great song. There's a good reason these tables are numbered, honey. You just haven't thought of it yet. So the Rotten Tomatoes critic score is actually the best score on this list. I believe it. The critic score was high, higher than I thought. Yeah, was it 88? Right? 85. So again, we are... Uh, We're looking at worst new, movie on the list, right? It's gotta be. New worst movie yeah, on the be. list. Uh, Shrek was at an 81. This is... Uh, this is a 79.95, which rounds up to an 80. Okay. Which So it's close. It's close. Yeah, it is close. It's for sure close. Uh, so this falls in at number six. Number five is Shrek. Number four, Stranger Than Fiction. Three, two, one is Fellowship, Two Towers, Return of the King. In that order, one is Return of the King. I don't know. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, we still haven't gone below 80, though. We're very close to going below 80. The tiebreaker score is below 80, but uh, the hard and fast rounded score of an 80% is uh, still still, well, let's, still thriving. Let's see if we can beat that next week. No, let's not do that. Let's not start picking bad movies on purpose. Um, Next week on Bacon and Eggs, we cover Closer. What is Closer? That's the movie where Natalie Portman says lying is the most fun a girl can have without taking her clothes off, but it's better if you do. Really? Yeah. Uh, I was huh. watching it one time and I was like, she said the, she said the, th- she said the thing. That's like when you're watching Night at the Museum 2. He said I made a 
Max Larry, what are you made of? Yeah. That was the first one. Is it the it's first definitely one? Definitely the first one. Okay. Yeah, you're right. It is. Yeah, R.I.P. Robin Williams. Yeah. That or uh, uh, there's a bunch of them from Rushmore. A bunch of different song titles from that one. Uh, when so we've, Jason, we've... Uh, Jason Schwartzman is just like, Sick Transit Gloria. Glory fades, Max. Oh, man. Uh, so what else would we do to wrap the show, Ethan? What do, you, do you have any final thoughts? Is there anything you want do to I say have to final world? thoughts? I don't know. We should introduce a segment that comes at the end of the show that really benefits people who listen all the way to the end. I don't know what that would be. What are your final no thoughts? Idea. Tell me about your thoughts. Um, what do you think? What am I thinking? What was I thinking? What was I thinking? Stan- Stanley Tucci should be my daddy. Um, I would Stanley love to hang Tucci. out with Stanley Tucci. Do you ever get Stanley Tucci and Mark Strong mixed up? Because nope. I do. Mm. Well, nope. tell me thing. Stanley Tucci usually isn't bald. Well, he was here. He was here, indeed. Uh, I do love Mark Strong. Uh, I don't know. I actually have no final thoughts. I'm literally like out of thoughts. Like my brain is just... We covered two really short movies in a row. I know. My brain is just like a gerbil sitting next to a gerbil wheel. <laughs> that's a, that's deep. Kind of like a fat gerbil, too. <laughs> we'll and leave he's like it. sitting there and he's got a little peg in his hand and he's like... Somebody draw that. <laughs> fan art. <laughs> Post it on the Bacon and Eggs Instagram. Tyler's brain. <laughs> the inside of Tyler's brain. Ugh. Yeah, no, I've got nothing. Cool. Well, um, this has been another episode of Bacon and Eggs. If you like more shows like this, you should go listen to the other podcast that I'm on. It's called Late to the Party. It's nothing like this at all. It's where me and my friends play Dungeons and Dragons, and um, it's getting really serious. We're 23 episodes, 24 episodes now. I guess 23 just came out. 24 has been recorded. We're 24 episodes into a campaign, 24 sessions into a campaign, which I think means we've played this same D&D campaign for like, I don't know. Uh, a year. Like 60 hours. Yeah. Which is a lot for a D&D campaign campaign um so it's getting real more than it's getting real deep uh real fun my campaign can say real interesting um we've been in the same week of time for since episode nine uh so that's interesting uh but yeah it's it's it's, we're having fun with it go listen to late to the party uh there's a trailer for it here probably um anywhere podcasts are sold or given away for free wherever you get your podcasts and now there's no tieflings in miami there's no tieflings in miami um go listen to tyler's other podcast bagels while you have the chance yeah bagels is my wife and i we talk about uh just like marriage and stuff and parenting and just the joys and challenges that come with that and all sorts of fun different stuff on there check it out maybe you'll find something that you really like maybe you'll find something you really like uh anyway our music is by andrew scott bell andrew scott bell music.com and our graphics are by vashon brandon at graphite.vm be on Instagram. I've been Ethan Etchell. He's been Tyler Carlin. Until next time, I'm Apologies to Mark Twain.